your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Joining us this morning on our old barracks coffee break, the first of the new year, are three good friends of the Limerick Today show, the historian Sharon Slater, Pat Ford of Munster Martial Arts and Orla Daly from Cayo. And you are all welcome. And I suppose it's the obvious question, isn't it? Um, how are you feeling about the end of the holiday season, Pat? Although you strike me as a body, as a temple kind of guy, you probably eschew all that stuff that goes on over the festive season, do you? No, no, totally the opposite, Joe, to be honest with you. I enjoy my Christmas. Um, I enjoyed my break. Um, you know, I was lucky this week, this year I was able to take, you know, a couple of weeks off, but, you know, I'm, I'm back training now and we're kind of full swing at it. Um, we've got. And even someone as well used to training as you, do you find those initial sessions after a bit of a break tough? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm actually back in class this evening, but yeah, look, I mean, I'm, I, I'm kind of getting a bit older, Joe, so it's important for me I don't go into it cold. Um, you know, do some preparation work and stuff like that. But so the warm ups and kind of, yeah, you know, it's just warm up and again it's just kind of getting back. It's it's more kind of, you know, getting back into the healthy routine, the diet changes over over Christmas and stuff like that and getting back eating healthy and stuff like that because, you know, they're the little things if you don't do that properly when you're training um, you know, look, you don't look after your body, you're going to cut your, t- you're going to cut your career short doing what I do. Yeah, of course. Simple yeah. As that. Um, what about you, Orla Daly? Good morning and happy new year to you. Good morning, Joe. Oh, I'm a total Christmas head. I love it. So I love to see it coming and I hate to see it going. Although one of those holidays is a pretty sweet pick me up for somebody in the new year. Yeah, it is. It would be lovely to win it. You know, I can't enter, unfortunately, but, uh, it would. It would be yeah. very, very nice, wouldn't it? Even just to be able to look forward to it and think of the sunshine and, you know, because honestly... That's oh, half it. Oh. Yeah, looking forward to it is half the fun. Yeah, January is very hard on the mindset front. You know, we heard a few experts on the show this week saying, you know, it's about mindset, Joe. It's about mindset. It is, but, you know, <laughs> mindset isn't easy, is it? Sharon, it's all about you. It is, though, isn't it? Your mind controls everything. If, I, I know, so, I know. Yeah, it's easier said than done, isn't it? Especially on 1st of January when you're going back into work. Yeah. What about you, Sharon? Yeah, um, well, I was very much looking forward to 2024. Anyway. You're kidding to me. Until <laughs> now, you just. That's it. I'm it's all downhill from here. <laughs> So how how do you take that approach? Or how, how can you help me out? Well, just this year, anyway, because uh, it's the 20th anniversary of uh, my Limerick's Life website. Is it? I don't know how it's possible. I'm, I'm only 21. I'm stunned. So I know. It's just, it's 20 a, years. 20 years of it. So Amazing. I was looking forward to this year. So I'm putting on a, a few events and planning a few things to to make note of that. And I just decided it's such a nice round number, 2024. So I was like... It's going to be a good year. That's the right approach to take. And it is quite amazing how popular what you have done over those two decades has become. Limerick people love their history. Oh, they really do. They really have a passion for it. And it's great. And just seeing it grow and grow and grow. Because it was always there. You know, 20 years ago it was there. And today it's even more so. You know, seeing younger people as well coming into it is just fantastic. What's the most astonishing thing you've learned on this journey? Um, I think it is that 
the stories are way more important than the facts to a lot of people. <laughs> you know? um, and I, I, I see that depending on what I do, whether I just leave somebody off with whatever it is that they think is true relating to Limerick history or whether I come in and bash that out and but there's a lot of there's a lot of Limerick stories that are are folklore sprinkled all the way through it and you know a good yarn is always there yeah because I remember before Christmas we were uh, talking to some artists and uh, one of the stories that they had featured in a mural was uh, the song There Is an Isle which is the famous Shannon rugby song and even I was getting irritated by the truth around that song (laughs) I was was going no 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 that's not not right no no, actually Joe we've done the research here this is you know the origins of this famous Limerick rugby song yep that's exactly it it's like yeah, the, when the passion is behind it, it does it really matter about the truth? Mm. <laughs> we, we do love stories in Limerick, don't we? Yeah, and say we, the facts maybe. Yeah, we do. I mean, look, I mean, geez, the, the Irish people were were a nation mm. of characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a nation of personality, and you know, you know, look, you know, you talk to people outside of Ireland. You know, we travel a lot with Munster Martial Arts, and one thing that we always find people love the Irish people, and you know, we are a nation of characters, personalities. You know, and we can't, we can't, it's important that we maintain that and we, we value that ourselves as well. Yeah. And Orla Daly, I mean, what about your brand and your business in 2024? What are you looking forward to? Oh, there is lots of things in the pipeline, Joe. One of the things that I am really looking forward to is seeing, um, there's something exciting happening with uh, one of our stockists, which is the Adair Manor. So stay tuned for that in 2024. And I'm also looking forward to bringing um, Kyle to Copenhagen Fashion Week in January. So that really, there is a big focus on sustainability in particularly in Copenhagen Fashion Week as opposed to maybe Paris or New York or London. So hopefully that will open up um, doors and that's really exciting. And of course, we've new collections and lines and things like that coming up next year. So yeah, loads happening. I mean, Christmas, you know, you do get a break, but obviously when you have your own business, you're always kind of like tipping away, aren't you? Yeah, it, it, I assume that sustainable fashion, you know, as a concept must be going from strength to strength with all the talk about climate and sustainability and, and recycling, etc. It is, Joe. I suppose what I struggle with is uh, getting across the point of why Kyle is a better option for people without lecturing people because I'm there, okay, this, the alpaca is grazed in this way and you can get this with yarn. So it's a bit of a balancing act between, you know, getting all the information across there, like letting people know in terms of, you know, all, all the aspects as to why it's a better option because, you know, there's a lot of greenwashing going on out there and you're trying to be transparent, but you don't want to be like lecturing either. So it's a balance there. But people are definitely taking more notice of what they buy. They're buying less, they're buying better. And yeah, I suppose that's the main thing that we try and get across as well, the quality. You know, if you buy a, a piece from Caillou, you'll have it for years and years and years if you mind it. Sharon, you were saying you had an interesting story on sustainability in a Limerick context. Well, yeah, Limerick people have always been great at reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, years ago, I was talking to an elderly gen- gentleman who lived up in Park and he had a park garden. Lots of the um, the fruits and the vegetables that were sold in the milk market were grown in the park garden. 
And he was telling me when he was a young boy, he used to have to walk down into the city, into the bacon factories to get buckets full of blood to bring back up to the gardens to pour onto the cabbages to fertilise them, to bring them back down into the milk market. So I'm not sure how um, vegetarians and vegans would feel about that, <laughs> but it was a sustainability. Well, and you know, I mean, people are aware in the locality, I think, but lots of people don't know that the blood mill road in Limerick mm-hmm. is called for that very reason, isn't it? Yeah. Because, of, frankly, blood used to run down from the, the pig factories. Yeah, that's exactly it. There's so many roads around the 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 city and that have names like that, you know, like Glue Yard Lane was where horses would be taken to be turned into glue. You know, there's all these different pockets of history that are around us. Yeah, really fascinating uh, stuff. So um, a school teacher has said some things children do are just none of teachers' business. These rules that we think are really significant at school, when you think about them and break them down, they become hard to justify. The thing is respect, that's what you want. Asking 18-year-olds to ask their teacher when they can go to the toilet makes me uncomfortable, the teacher said. At that age, give me a nod to let me know you're going to the toilet, but please don't ask outright. Any sense that the child shouldn't be allowed to go to the toilet at any age is frankly ridiculous. And she says there's a cut-off point where students can overstep the mark with dress codes and bathroom breaks, but generally it's best to leave them be. And I, I don't know if you're like this, but because I, I, I'm a Limerick person and I grew up locally, I, I will come across all teachers of mine, you know, reasonably regularly, and I, I can't stop myself calling them Ms. <laughs> or Sir or you know, I'm close to going on with God. You know, it's, but when you think about it, yeah, I do, I do, I do that myself all the time, Joe. To be honest with you, um, you know, I've run into old principals that I've had, and I remember one one experience. You know, when when I started my schoolwork with Stop the Bully Ireland years and years ago, um, I remember when I started doing it. My old school principal from I went to school up in St Bridget's and near Children's Road, and the, the old school principal that I had there when she when she found out the work that I was doing, you know, she called me up to her office, and like. I was a man who was out of school for a long time, you know, she wants to know what I was doing, but part of me felt like, you know, I was, was I in trouble? <laughs> you know, it's amazing, you know, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's amazing, you know, but, um, you know, again, it goes out to respect that we have for these people, I think, as well. That's why we feel like that, which is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, Orla Daly, you know, it's a good point that teacher makes, though, isn't it? What rules are needed and what shouldn't really be a teacher's concern? Well, uh, there definitely needs to be uh, boundaries because, you know, growing up, that's part of growing up. Um, but I suppose in terms of, like, for the older students, like the Leaving Cert students, I mean, they that's a bit, you know, they're, they're nearly 18. Mm. It seems a bit odd that they would be asking maybe like to transition them when they come into first year in terms of the toilet break aspect. And then I suppose in terms of the piercings, I suppose if they're like kind of moderate and they're not dangerous, then I I mean, I think it's fine. Yeah. As somebody who has a good few piercings in my ear, um, I quite like, like as in I have ones in my earlobe, they're nothing nothing too crazy, but it is nice um, to dress your ear, I think. So, yeah, once it's nothing too crazy, I think it's fine. And equally, the older students should get, get a bit more leeway, I think. I mean, they're going to be on their own, living by themselves and what have you in a year's time anyway. 
Yes, yes. You know, and, and the other thing, Sharon, I mean, think about hairstyles and you kind of go, look, if teenagers want to do that and they want to experiment a bit, are they doing any great harm? Absolutely. And like, I've got bits of blue in my hair right now, so I can't really say anything about it. And when students are going in, they're seeing teachers who would normally be dark haired and is dyed blonde. You know, where is the, the boundary line for that? You know, the, you were mentioning about that saying, um, and how ingrained that is in <laughs> Irish society. And I remember there was an American, poor dear, who asked an Irish person, as, as you were saying earlier, how Irish people everywhere, they love to have an, an old chat. Um, but they asked him for a good Irish saying, you know, something hearty, something from the heart and so he said and the poor uh, yeah. American has that, that tattooed down his back <laughs> no, so serious? Oh, yep. absolutely it's funny you know those those ones that you, you think of is just, uh, just uh, amazing. One thing that I'm very pleased to see though is that um, saying thank you has been named as the best small gesture in the workplace, i.e. whether that's a manager saying thank you to somebody or between colleagues or indeed when customers say thank you to people. You know, it seems tiny, but it makes a big difference. It does. It seems absolutely so so small sometimes, but it's sometimes it's the little things like that that, you know, that really kind of leave a lasting impression on somebody's mind and, you know, you know, you know, good manners like that basically you know good courtesy respect mm-hmm. to people um it's a little thing but i think you know i think no matter who you are in life you know these are these are things we should all be doing you yeah. know, so it's great to hear that because you know, i mean a lot of time understandably in businesses in modern times is spent on hr and policies and respect and all of those things that are really important but it just shows that respect can start yeah. there can't it just with thank you it's it's so important because it's, it's just even the acknowledgement that the other person did something that even that the other person exists you know if they're holding a door for you and you're walking through just turning back and saying thank you is it that's it in itself it's that minor re- reward as i was saying in that survey that um really helps it gives you that that sense that everybody feels that sense we know yeah. it yeah, and, and or I mean, for somebody like you, you know, and the brand that you have, and I presume when you're dealing with clients or whatever, you know, there's nothing quite like a, a bit of positive feedback. They don't have to be completely gushing about it, but it can really give you a boost, can't it? Oh God, positive feedback is literally the like I take notice of. Uh, you can't take notice of what everybody's saying about the brand, but I always take feedback so seriously because it is the most important. If if a client, if a client or customer is happy, that's the bottom line. If they're happy, and I'll bend over backwards to try and make sure that they are happy. So really, it is actually the most important thing in the likes of my business now. But obviously, I've worked for people before, and I it's about respect as well in terms in terms of the workplace. If you respect somebody, you say thank you, you respect their time, you respect their effort, then people, you know, will respond well to that. Yeah. Um. Somebody's just saying here, we know in fairness, we were talking about this subject in the last hour. Morning, Joe. I just wanted to ask a question on tax. I worked in the Caribbean for 20 years and receive a small pension paid into that account abroad. Do I have to pay tax here in Ireland? Occasionally I transfer money from that account to my account here. Um, I'm no expert, right? So I'm not going to give you a definitive uh, view on that. But I would suggest that you talk to an expert. There are lots of accountants operating in Limerick and I think it might be worth your while making a phone call 
call on Monday morning to ask that very question. <laughs> and I think that's where we're going to leave it. I'm not going to ask any of my guests about it either. They're not experts in that area, but I really appreciate them uh, coming in and talking to us this morning. Thank you to Pat Ford from Monster Martial Arts, sure, Limerick Historian Sharon Slater, and Orla Daly from Kyle. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on live.